0: Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program.
1: This fourth podcast with the Laura Foundation features Dr. Michaela Pence, pediatrician and medical director of the Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley. Joining Dr. Pence is DJ Enderley, board member and city planner for Monta Vista, Listen as Monta Vista Community Officer Yvette Atencio, DJ, and Dr. Pence discuss this new children's clinic serving neurodevelopmentally diverse children and their families. We also talk about the outdoor therapy space slated to open this fall, how it came to be, the result of the Lord Grant funding, and so much more. Enjoy!
2: I'm Adam, and we're back talking with Yvette Atencio, Community Officer for the Lore Foundation. As we touched on in previous podcast, the Lore Foundation is looking for solutions to problems in the town of Montevista. Vista. The question being asked, what's your kind of Montevista? Vista? Joining Yvette to talk about a specific solution in one very unique specialty clinic is Dr. Michaela Pence. She is the pediatrician and medical director for the Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley, and DJ Enderly. He's a board member and, of course, our city planner here for Monta Vista. Welcome to SL Voices, everybody. Morning, Adam. Morning. Well, Yvette, of course, we've covered your past and history in the first podcast we did for the Lore Foundation. We'll have a link to that as well. People want to learn about who you are, how you got here. First, though, let's get, Dr. Pence, your story. How did you get here in the San Luis Valley, and where are you from originally?
3: I'm originally from Conifer, which is a small town just outside the metro area, metro Denver area. At the time, it was a very rural community. We had one small grocery store. Two pump gas station, really nothing there. <laughs> and so as I left for medical school and residency and thinking about where I wanted to locate my family, raise my family, we were looking for a small rural community like that. Ended up here in the San Luis Valley. Tell
2: me a little bit about your past history. What else have you done prior to opening this clinic here?
3: Let's see. I did my undergraduate education at the University of Denver, majored in biochemistry and did minors in business and leadership. Stayed at the University of Denver and did a master's in physical chemistry working on a laser for the Air Force. And then left for medical school. I did my medical school training in Vermont and did my residency training in Kansas City and then ended up here.
2: Any hobbies or special interests outside of what you do here?
3: Busy with three kids. We also have a hobby ranch. We raise miniature Herefords. Oh, neat. We show and um, raise those for beef. We like to camp and boat and just enjoy the San Luis Valley.
2: Kind of the Colorado things. Everybody gets outside. DJ, good to see you behind on SL Voices. Mike, let's get your story too. where are you originally from. How did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? I was an Army
4: brat, so I traveled and traveled, and my dad retired out of Colorado Springs, and I came to Adams State for college, and I met my wife. And then we all left. She went and got her doctorate up at CSU, and I played in the Army after 2001, and came home from an overseas trip, and Carla was really excited. She had a job. I was like, oh, is it in Windsor, Fort Collins? Because I was stationed north of Denver. She's like, in Alamosa. I just sat there for a little while and was like, "Uh." so she moved down here and then I followed and then in between deployments and then kind of ended up here and we bought two clinics. Then we kind of just stayed. And then when I came upon my retirement, I decided that I wanted to do something in the community that made it better. I love Monta Vista. I love the things that it's become. I like what it does with my children. And so I really wanted to do something that had a high impact in the community. So I was approached to do an internship and then work for the city. And then while I was there, Michaela came by and said, hey, I'm doing this thing. And this is where we ended up. So I started working with her on the board. And really, we got tied together with my daughter who has special needs. She's a physical special needs. Mm -hmm. Michaela was her pediatrician. And then we did a lot of HCP clinic meetings. And then eventually they kind of just fell off. We lost contact. There was no support. And when Michaela said she was doing this and she was going to start trying to provide that support and make it local so that we didn't lose those children, I was really excited to do that because there's a lot of challenges as we work through this and we can talk more about that later, but it's really great to see this organization stand up and support the families here. I have my daughter who is special needs and then my other two, are two boys, we are either at a sporting event, fishing, we're camping, we're skiing in the winter. If we're home, it's because somebody's on call that weekend. That's the only time we're home.
2: So again, out enjoying all of the things that the Valley in Colorado offers. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley. Can either of you give me a little history of the clinic? How did this come to be in the first place?
3: So I worked as a general pediatrician at the hospital pediatric clinic in Alamosa. And after 10 very busy years there, I realized that there was a gap in our community. Although we live in a beautiful place, it's very remote physically remote. Yes, I mean, right. we've got mountains all around us. And our kids with medical special needs and behavior and development special needs just weren't getting the care that they needed to get. And a part of that's because of the geographic restrictions.
4: And a lot of it's communication. Like with the HCP clinics, it just fell off. We didn't get a phone call for an appointment. And then the next quarter, we didn't get a phone call. So it was really challenging to continue care for getting the braces and the physical therapy and occupational therapy for the kids. Like It became very complicated. So I think that's why Michaela started this, and now we can kind of coordinate that, and we hope to we bring all those services here where the kids are. We were able to drive every week for two years to Colorado Springs to see Denver children's, and families
2: shouldn't have to do that. That's what I was understanding. People were having to travel outside the valley to get this kind of care and service. Now they don't.
3: There are some families that actually move. They leave the Valley for the first two to three years of kids' life because the needs are so heavy that they just can't be here. It's too costly. It's too time consuming. They can't do jobs. They can't raise their other kids. So yeah, working to bring resources here.
2: Well, I was looking at your website. I see pediatrics listed, ABA, and behavioral therapy.
3: We already have a great pediatric clinic in the Valley that's serving a lot of kids here. And what we're focusing on are those kids with special needs, special needs within the medical realm, but also the behavior and development realm. We're going to be bringing experts from within our community, but also from outside our community to serve those children that are often very complex and need that multidisciplinary and collaborative model of care.
2: You're who we are, says you're a nonprofit organization dedicated to creating an integrated group of specialists to serve children with complex medical needs. A special focus is serving children with neurodiversity, including autism, intellectual disability, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, oppositional defiant disorder, and in utero substance exposure. Wow. What does that mean to you? A lot. It's a mouthful. Mikhail has tried
4: to encompass all the things that are gapped a lot of those children have a hard time in a normal educational environment, especially if they don't get early intervention. So this will hopefully provide that early intervention that they can possibly get to the standard education system down the road and allow them to live out their dreams to their fullest, as opposed to sometimes if they don't get the appropriate care, they end up having long-term issues. They become uh, problems with the police department. They can't hold a job. They continue to struggle throughout life. Whereas if they can get some early intervention with these programs, I believe that, and I think that the people that with them believe that they can be normal every day. you know you would never know at the long term that they have those kind of issues. So I think that's where we really want to focus at is those areas. Miil's done a good job of bringing in the ABA clinic and then coordinating the rest of the care that they are going to need short and long term.
3: In the 10 years that I was at San Luis Valley Health, we developed a pediatric medical therapy clinic. that's the physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and feeding therapy. But we were never able to get behavioral therapy. And so for the first time ever in the last 18 months, we've had ABA or Applied Behavioral Analysis Therapy, which has been a life changer for some of these families.
2: What is ABA?
3: So ABA is Applied Behavioral Analysis Therapy. It's a behavior therapy specifically researched and identified to be supportive to kids with autism Mm -hmm. and autism-like behaviors. So it's being used for kids with intellectual delay and ADHD working on the maladaptive behaviors that they sometimes have because of those things that make it really challenging to be in their home and school and community environments.
2: Dr. Pence, you're familiar with the Lore Foundation and what they've been doing in Monte Vista. Can you tell me about this project they did for your organization, helping secure the equipment needed for the outdoor therapy space?
3: The Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley has this new building. And the building had this almost alley-sized area adjacent to it and connected to it. It was just a weed-filled, non-utilized space. And I had an idea that it would be great for our kids that are in ABA therapy for four to eight hours a day to have an outdoor therapy space that they could utilize. Some of those kids are elopement risk, which means that they have unsafe behaviors like running away and can't take advantage of the beautiful park that we have across the street from the clinic. I wanted to create an elopement safe outdoor therapy space that the therapists and patients could easily and quickly transition from indoor therapy to an outdoor therapy space. And so the lower foundation I approached the lore foundation with that idea and they funded us and we're in the works of getting that built out
2: Yvette, how did this project come about for you?
5: I received a phone call, I believe, from Dr. Pence, which was very cool because she is friends with Patty Robertson, who was my previous provider. And so she shared what I was doing with Dr. Pence, and Dr. Pence reached out and told me about this idea. I just immediately thought this was great, not only idea, but project for the families here in the San Luis Valley. And so we just talked a little bit about what she was wanting to do, and, you know, it all went from there. Took many conversations, emails, text messages back and forth, but in the end, it all worked out. And just super excited to see this clinic and the services and the outdoor therapy space. I know it's a need in our community. And in talking with Dr. Pence, we talked a little bit about you know sometimes families were getting referrals to DHS Child Welfare because they weren't getting the proper care for their children. And a lot of times it was that barrier of them having to travel out of the valley. And I. I witnessed that firsthand working in child welfare for 10 and a half years. I understood and I knew for a fact what she was talking about. So I really felt like it was my duty to really advocate and help secure this funding.
2: Make this thing happen.
5: Yeah, for sure. I just think it's
3: really fun, too, that the Lore Foundation funded it. And because of that, we've had just a community wealth of support to get this project done. Matthias Concrete, Marshall Matthias came himself, did all of the groundwork, took four dump trucks worth of trash and weeds and rocks out of the space, then brought in a nice level of crusher finds and top dirt, top fill. And then Nick Owsley did the concrete formwork. He donated all the concrete formwork. And Matthias Concrete donated all the concrete material. Academy Sports Turf donated all the turf material. Legacy Forestry Restoration donated the fence and has helped us do a lot of the fencing work, build out the fence. So it's been fun and exciting to see the community come together and make this vision happen.
2: It's really a community collaborative effort then.
3: Yes.
4: When at one point it was to the point where Michael and I were like, I don't know how we're going to spend the money the Lord gave us. Because every time we turned around, they were like, yeah, we'll just donate that. Eventually there were some things where we we're like, okay, we need to pay for that. And some of the things cost more than we anticipated. So really the Lord Foundation kind of brought the community together to create it and then met the gap funding that we needed to put it together. And that was really awesome to be able to use that money. Because at one point we were seriously looking at like, I don't know how we're going to spend this. Everybody just kept giving us stuff. And we're like, all
5: right, thank you. That's a good problem to have,
2: right? (laughs) Why was it so important to create this special therapy space?
3: The kids that are in ABA therapy, specifically right now, are are really high-need children with autism. Most of them are nonverbal, and because of that, and because they haven't had any therapy services ever, really have some maladaptive or dangerous behaviors like running away. And they're here for four to eight hours a day, which is a really long day for them and therapists to be indoors and transitioning from one room to another room and back and forth. And so to create a space where they could safely enjoy the outdoors and the beautiful sun of the San Luis Valley, I think it was an important project.
2: What do you think the result of all this has been?
3: It's not open yet. We hope to open it in the fall. Yeah, I think it's been a huge success, like DJ said, to see the community come together and to collaborate and to create this much needed space. I know the families of the kiddos and the therapists are excited for that space too
2: you want to find out more about the Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley or the Lore Foundation and what's going on here in Monte Vista, drop by this podcast webpage. All that contact information will be there for you. But you just had a very successful open house too. And a lot of people here. Can you tell me about that? We did.
4: We had a great open house. How many people were there?
3: Well, we had 60 people sign in, leave their name and contact information for us to reach out to them later.
4: Oh, wow. So we had 60 people that came and signed up and said they would be interested to chat. So since then, we've invited a couple of them to join the board. We've looked to create some working groups on how to do some things with the various organizations like public health and those things. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice to see the families come in with the kids and kind of walk around. And then they gave their ideas on what they thought the teen space should be built out to be. We had some artist renderings of how the outdoor space could possibly look. It was again nice to see the community come out and say, hey, this is what we needed, and that they appreciate where we're going with it, because hopefully we can then pull those families and get usage out of it. I don't think that there will be any shortage of children playing out there next summer.
2: I saw you here, too, at the open house event. That was a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, there was a lot of people, which was great. I was happy to see that. Like you said, the community came out to support what everybody was trying to do, everybody who helped Dr. Pence, and it was nice to see everybody here.
2: Now, your website indicates that your organization is also networking or going to be networking with others such as the Children's Hospital of Colorado, SLV Behavioral Health, SLV, AHEC. What are your goals in working with these other organizations?
3: I just believe that there are a lot of experts within our community and experts just outside of our community that could really serve our community well. Rather than trying to recreate that, I think that we should collaborate and that we would work better and be more effective as a collaborative team of experts in supporting families with children with special needs. So uh, we've got Children's Hospital coming in, and they're going to be bringing their cardiology, rehabilitative medicine, and neurology clinics, or continue to bring those clinics. They've been bringing those clinics to the Valley. But for the first time ever, they're going to bring their behavior and development specialists. And so that group will help us do some diagnostic work for kids with behavior challenges or concerns. And then I'm collaborating with San Luis Valley AHEC to really make this clinic be from the community and for the community so that it's here for a long time. We can bring in corporations from outside the valley, but they don't know our community like we do, and they're not invested and committed to it like we are. And so I really believe that we can and we should build it from here.
4: I think what we're trying to do fits with what our mission statement is which is to be the nexus for children in the San Luis Valley with complex medical and behavioral needs, offering a space for specialty providers to care for children where they are geographically as well as emotionally and financially. And that mission statement is why we're going to collaborate with those various organizations, because we want to bring those organizations here. They all exist. They're all there, but not everyone can go to them. So this will hopefully bring those services to these children and their families because it is a group collaborative and a community-wide effort to make these children, in no matter what their perceived problems are, it's a community
2: effort to raise them. You have a lot of interesting future plans, too. a Full circle, family, home health. Tell me a little bit about the future. We want to bring the care to where they are.
4: So like my daughter is a great example. We had to go do physical therapy in Springs for the first two years. And then we were able to get a a person that came to our house and he provided physical therapy. But when he retired, the solution became to take my daughter out of school once a week and take her to do physical therapy there at the hospital. So you figure, you know, you're taking two hours out of the school day once a week for my daughter to get physical therapy, which is unrealistic. So the ability to have either home or have a local or place that we can fit them in and work around their hours so that. can do those things is very important same thing with my daughter needs braces she had to have a walker for a long time those things like we had to go to denver we had to go to springs and we want to bring those services back to where we can get them here and then the same thing for the behavioral things riding in a car with three children to denver once a week to get physical therapy i am really surprised i'm not in a mental institution (laughs) To have the ability to do that here, and that's kind of our long-term thing. Whatever that service is that those kids need, it's not that they can't get it locally, it's not that the hospital's not providing it, but it's not followed up on very well right now, and it's not convenient to the families, and we really want to provide that convenience for those families to make it easy. It's easy to love your kids. It's not always easy to do the things that you have to do to take care of complex needs.
3: A lot of the kids are so complex that they need multi-specialties. So our kids with autism need behavior therapy, but they also benefit from occupational therapy and speech therapy and mental health therapy. But they also need a medical provider that knows autism and is able to accommodate their needs when they come into clinics. So really creating a space that all of those things are so that it's easier for families to come and utilize.
4: And in a comfortable environment. The more comfortable a child is, the more he opens up or they open up. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really a comfortable place for them to come be. It doesn't feel like they're going to a hospital. It feels like they're going to a place where they can play and talk.
3: And so I think part of our future is listening to the community. Like we really want to hear what the community feels like we need here. And we want to take that challenge on and think creatively uh, about how to bring that here.
4: We want to home grow some of these things too. Like we would like to figure out ways to grow some physical and speech therapists and those others that like you have to travel for, we have to bring in, but it would be really great if we had locals that stood up and wanted to do those jobs and that we could give them on the job training. We can get them certifications or we can help them get those things. And then they can stay here and help support the community on without trying to always bring them in because bringing in professionals into the Valley is at times a challenge. Mm -hmm. And
3: I think that's where SLV AHEC is really on board and helping us that's their mission anyway, is to grow the healthcare field. And so I've asked them, let's just change the focus a little bit and really focus on the things that we're lacking, which are physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and feeding therapy, behavior therapy, mental health specialists specifically for our kids with behavior challenges like autism and ADHD.
2: We bet this is a wonderful solution of this outdoor therapy space. What other kind of solutions are you looking for?
5: Just anything that has a community benefit. We do work in several elements such as education, housing, water, transportation, health, and I'm really actually curious to see what ideas community have regarding transportation. I know transportation is a huge barrier in the San Luis Valley, not just in Mata Vista, but the San Luis Valley. But like what ideas does community have or what projects do they have pertaining to transportation? And I just really want to see what community brings to me. I'm here to help. And so my door's open. If you have an idea, let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do and help our community out. Anything that is going to be a benefit for our community. But I'm really curious to see what their thoughts are regarding transportation. We know the problem. Tell me about your solutions and how we can work on that.
2: Well, you've obviously been busy because I keep talking to people going, I talked to a vet at Lore. You can't believe what we're going to work on. It's, it's amazing to hear. So please keep this up. What a blessing to have the Lore Foundation here in our little town, helping out in so many diverse different ways. And in part, it's why we're doing these podcasts is to let people know, hey, this is happening. You can get involved too. How can people get involved a vet?
5: Of course, you know, they can either reach me through email, giving me a call. And like you said, all the information is on your website, my website, drop by the office, or I get a lot of people reach out through social media. So that's perfectly fine too.
2: Easy way to do so. Yeah. Right.
5: I think a lot of people communicate that way these days, which is good. I'm easy to find and easy to talk to.
2: Dr. Pans, what else can you tell me about your experience working with the Laura Foundation and Yvette here?
5: She was
3: super open and easy to reach out to, to connect with, and to pursue this project with.
2: Anything
4: else I you'd like to mention? The Lore Foundation in general is like so not complicated. A lot of times grants are daunting. They need a ton of information. A lot of times I feel like you have to woe your community to get a grant, and I don't feel that way about Monty. And I didn't seem like Michaela had to do that with the Lore Foundation. She just said, hey, we'd like to do this. And it was just an easy, awesome thing to do. Working inside that format for the community is really nice. It makes it easy. And then I look forward to doing several more projects with her. I think I give her more business <laughs> than I actually do.
2: Hey, go talk to Yvette.
4: Hey, go talk to Yvette. <laughs> the Lord does a lot of really great stuff. We're actually getting, hopefully, collaborate with them in the school district here shortly on another project.
2: Yvette, anything else to add?
5: Keep an eye out for stuff that's coming up. And I just encourage community, it's already going to be August. I mean, where has the year gone, right? Yeah. It's gone so fast. As it starts to get cold or, you know, the holidays come around, if you have events, projects tied to holidays or whatever ideas a community has, now's a good time to start talking about that and planning for that. So just reach out.
2: Livability, opportunity, responsibility, that's the focus of the Laura Foundation, working in rural places in the Mountain West. Again, all of their contact information is on this podcast page, making it easy for you to get in touch with them. We look forward to learning more about the Lore Foundation and the great work they're doing here in Monte Vista in future podcasts. DJ, Yvette, Dr. Pence, thank you for your time. Thank, you, Thank you.
1: Lore works with people in rural spaces to improve quality of life. They believe that many small actions can create lasting change, and they support solutions to problems the community has identified as priorities. Sometimes that help is funding, and sometimes it's simply connecting people and organizations with resources and to each other. For more information on the Lore Foundation in Monte Vista and how you can become involved, you can call seven. Seven one nine eight five zero two three one two. That's seven one nine eight five zero two three one two. You can also email Yvette at lorefoundation.org. That's I V E T T E at lorefoundation.org. Or just drop by her office during the week located at 101 Chico Court, Suite A. Come back each month as we bring you another informative interview with the vet and the people she's working with right here in the heart of the San Luis Valley, Mona Vista, Colorado.
0: We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the valley. You can help spread the word, too, by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, Your Voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our posts on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, and SL Voices production.